This morning, uh, I would like to title my sermon as God is in your crisis. God is in your crisis. So we can turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. You may not get this, uh, the scriptures on the screen, but uh, you can uh, take your Bible or take your cell phone and turn to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. So I'm going to read that for you. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Verse 37, Mark chapter 4. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Verse 39, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? This morning we are titling our sermon as God is in your crisis. God is in your crisis. Can you say that with me wherever you are? God is in your crisis. You know, crisis is defined as a time of very intense difficulty or trouble or danger. Crisis is an extremely dangerous or difficult situation to handle. A situation when people, you know, become less confident and they start to worry. That is not what is known as crisis. Panic and anxiety are building up everywhere during the time of crisis. During the time of crisis, even scarcity of basic necessities such as water, food, heat, electricity, medical help, and even toilet papers in case of COVID-19. You know, people run out of those things and find it very difficult to get hold of the basic necessities of life. Crisis is, you know, it's something which no one wants to handle. It's always difficult to go through a time of crisis and come out during that crisis and come out successfully and still continue our living. You know, this globe, the crisis that currently what we are going through, it's not new to this world. The world has already gone through enough number of crises and the world has already lost millions during different types of crises. Crisis can be a natural disaster, plague or an outbreak or epidemic or even a pandemic such as COVID-19, what we are experiencing. And I believe this morning, as we are going through this moment, the whole world is affected because of this crisis. The crisis also tells us who we are. 
You know, depending on the way we behave, now I'm talking about the children of God. Depending on the way we behave, we behave during the time of crisis really tells us who we are. It is, I would say, it is a time of test for the church. It is a time of the time of test for the children of God to see how much they depend on God, or they are just getting carried away by the winds and the waves that comes in the through different media and through different news channel. Crisis makes the people of faith evident. People of faith are expected to maintain calm and peace, harmony during crisis. And that, and that becomes very evident during the time of crisis. And in fact, you know, during the time of crisis, people of God are expected to serve others, not really to take care of our own needs, our own safety and our own protection, but people of God are expected even to serve others during the time of crisis. Crisis certainly calls for unity among believers. The way we are connected, the way many churches are connected today, you know, we find the necessity of connecting together and praying. Even I believe the United States of America, they declare today as a prayer Sunday, I guess. Because there is prayer going on in different churches, even though they are not able to come together. But they are, they are all virtually connected and there is so much of prayer going on in different parts of the United States of America. Crisis brings us together. Crisis also draws us closer to God. Can you imagine how many people they never prayed? They started praying when they heard that COVID-19 is going to hit your city, hit your nation. They started praying. They started settling things right with God. Crisis certainly draws us closer to God. Crisis opens up an opportunity even to evangelize people during this time of crisis. So there is so much we can talk about, you know, the kind of change the crisis can bring to a mankind, especially the crisis, what, what crisis can bring to the church of God, the people of God. Now looking at all these things, no wonder why God is taking the world through such a scenario now, because God, I believe God is about to do something or God is already on, on work and he is doing something in the minds and hearts of people of God. This morning we are going to find out what can we do in crisis. That's the objective of my sermon. What can we do in crisis? I want to talk about four P's that we can probably do today. Four P's, the alphabet P. Four P's. I was listening the other day to Reverend Greg Laurie, pastor and founder of Harvest Churches in the United States and in Hawaii. So I wanted to really echo a couple of his thoughts because I found those thoughts are very relevant. What are those peace that we are talking about? Number one, be at peace. Can you all say that with me? Be at peace. And number two, be practical. Four peace we are talking about. Be at peace, be practical, be prayerful, and be Proclaiming. I would like you to repeat that again with me. Be at peace, be practical, be prayerful, and be proclaiming. So this morning, let's quick, uh, quickly go through uh, each one of this. Be at peace. When the great wind storm arose in the sea, the, remember the scripture portion that we read? When there was a great wind storm arose in the sea and the waves were beating on the boat, 
Jesus, Bible says, Jesus was in the stern, deep asleep on a pillow. Can you ever imagine? The disciples are struggling for their life and the boat is almost filled with water and any moment the boat can drown, you know, but Jesus was holding his peace. Jesus was peacefully sleeping on a pillow. Jesus was totally at peace. You know, I believe God expects the church to be, to behave like this. God expects the children of God to behave in the same way that Jesus was behaving on the other day when he was at the boat. God wants us not to panic. God wants us to maintain peace and maintain calm and maintain harmony. And disciples ask one question, Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? Lord, don't you care that you are, we are perishing? You know, today at times, you know, when we go through crisis and the people of the world, when they go through crisis, you know, this is the same question they may ask. Lord, don't you care that we are going, to, going through such a difficult time and difficult moment? You know, just, just to bring uh, all of you into context, I just want to share with you, you know, the, 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 the impact the COVID-19 has already made across the globe. More than 5,000 lives were already taken away. 5,000 lives were already taken away across the globe. More than 160,000 cases reported. Can you imagine how many flight cancellations? How many cancellations of major sporting events, cultural events, even theme parks are closed? Political events are canceled. Cancellation of uh, uh, technological conferences. The stock market is going down. You know, it affects everybody. It affects everyone, right from NBA to Disney films and Broadway and even to a vegetable vendor who is sitting at the side of the street and selling vegetables. It affected, already affected everybody, everyone. It is affecting, still affecting. You know, all of a sudden, the whole world is feeling that everything is crashing down. We started this year with a good note of so much of hope into the future, but suddenly we are in the, in the second and third month of the year, we are finding that everything is crashing down. A major Canadian airline's WestJet says, our airline's well-being has become grave overnight. WestJet is one of the major airlines in Canada. They say that our airline's well-being has become grave overnight. WestJet attendants expect more than 50% layoff due to COVID-19. Can you imagine the amount of impact such a crisis is making on the face of this earth? But in the midst of all, what can we do? God is telling the church, God is telling people of God, be at peace. The question is, is God paying attention at all? Is he aware that what we are going through? Is he aware what we are going through on the face of this earth? You know, these are the questions, obviously, they come in our minds. I would like to read a scripture for you at this moment. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3 says, Proverbs 15, 3, Bible says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Now, Bible is very clear. And word of God very clearly says, in the midst of all that what we are going through, the eyes of the Lord keep watching on the evil and on the wicked and on the good. You know, God wants us to be at perfect peace. 
Do you remember what Jesus said about peace in John chapter 14 verse 27? Before he was taken up into the heaven, he said, peace I leave with you. But you know what? He was talking about a peace that's totally different from what we can imagine and what the world thinks about. And this is what he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. He said, my peace I give you. What is the peace? The peace with which he was sleeping at the boat. The peace with which he was carrying the cruel cross on him. The peace with which he was stretching his hands to be nailed at the cross. And he says, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give, you, give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. This morning God is telling us to keep our peace. God is telling us to be at peace. Number two. Of those four P's, if you remember, number two P is be practical. Be practical. You know, these are disciples. We are talking about the disciples. And you know what? They were all experts in fishing. Sea was not new to them. And I believe before even coming to Jesus, they would have tried all their known tricks. They would have tried everything. They would have, you know, really hard tried steering the boat through the storm. In times of crisis, we need to be practical. We need to be monitoring the situation. And we also need to evaluate the impact the crisis is making around us and in our own family, in our own community, and in our own lives. Disciples were not sleeping, I'm sure. For, I'm sure. They were not just sleeping along with Jesus. Bible did not say that. They tried their level best. They were trying to be practical, you know, with all the ability, with all the skills God has given them, God had given them. It would have been possible that they could have, you know, crossed the Sea of Galilee. They tried. They wanted to do that. They did not want to destroy, disturb Jesus' sleep. They wanted to do. They tried their best. To escape out of the crisis. Even when it went out of their control, they were really alertful. They really, they were alertful. And they did not miss to go and ask help to Jesus. You know, you can imagine if they would not have gone and woke Jesus up, what would have happened? The Sunday school's question maybe. What would have happened? The boat would have drowned. The disciples would have died. And Jesus would have walked on the water and before Peter breathing his last breath Peter would have said Lord if it is you command me to come to you walk on the water and I believe Peter also would have walked on the water and both Jesus and Peter would have escaped because Peter was very practical and he would like to try everything until the last breath even Jesus, before Jesus was going to the cross, Peter was trying his level best to pull him back. He did not want Jesus to be crucified. You know, he's a man, he will never give up. He will try, he will try. But they were alertful. They were very practical. They were alertful even to go to Jesus and wake him up. We're talking about being practical in times, in times of crisis. How can we be practical in terms of, in times of the crisis that we are going through currently in COVID-19? You know, you would have listened to a lot of uh, 
advices from the doctors, you know, saying that you need to wash your hands frequently, you need to wash your hands with soap, and you need to apply sanitizer. You need to, when you cough, you know, just you cough into your elbow and on a tissue and throw the tissue. And you know what, you need to limit your contacts. If you're coming out of travel um, recently, you need to do self-isolation and don't touch your eyes and nose with your you know, hands often. You know, these are all the practical stuffs the doctors would have told us. So we need to be practical too. We cannot say that. We can never say that we are people of faith and we will ignore all the directives and instructions and the instructions of the officials. We can never say that. We don't want to in fact say that. We want to be practical in times, in times of crisis. We cannot really disobey and try to exercise our faith. I believe you will agree with me. Because your disobedience becomes a sin if you don't disobey even to the officials at times. Because obedience is first. And we need to take all the precautions. And we need to be practical in terms of crisis, in times of crisis. And I believe God is helping us to do that. Every church is taking care, every community is taking, trying to do their best. Every fam family and every household is trying to do their best to take care of them. Thirdly, in times of crisis, God wants us to be prayerful. Be prayerful. We need to be prayerful for God's protection over our lives. In fact, we need to pray more in times of crisis because we need more of God's help and God's strength in times of crisis. You know, when hopelessness and anxiety builds up, prayer is the only key. Prayer is the only media through which we could see future. All those 5,000 lives that were, that were taken out of the world, they just lost their lives without any hope. A couple of them would have been saved. They would have at least had hope concerning their future in the eternity. Hopelessness is building. Prayer is the only media through which we can see our future. Prayer is the only key when we are dealing with hopelessness and anxiety. Paul says, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of, uh, in the midst of hopelessness, Paul is strongly encouraging us to do one thing. Shall we read Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 through 7? Paul says here in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, which surpasses, and Bible says in verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. You know, God wants us to be people of prayer. God wants the churches to be praying churches at this time. We must pray. There are many things that we need to pray for during this time. Just listen to me. You know, we need to pray for the people who are affected. We need to pray for those 5,000 families or a couple of thousand families, those who lost their dear ones. 
we need to pray for the doctors and the provincial government and the federal government and all the officials who are all involved and we need to pray for all the national leaders because you know every time they need to, they, they need to, they need to take a decision according because the, the, the situation is so changing so dynamic and they need wisdom they are just like us they are struggling through what is happening even they are vulnerable even to the very same sickness that we are dealing with so only prayer can strengthen them only prayer can you know help the leaders to take the right decision as we move forward we must pray for the people those who are affected those who are taken to emergency those who are the people those who need to make emergency travel you know those who are all stuck in airports and quarantined and those who are all in 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 isolation wait you know in isolation areas kept on waiting they are at the hospital we need to pray for them there is so much we can pray for we must pray for the medical research that is happening today very aggressively to find the vaccine and also to you know find the preventative and the curative medications that are needed for those diseases because it need to be controlled prayer helps certainly prayer helps and god wants us to be the people of prayer you know i really thank god you know god enabled our ministry to start the 21 days of fasting you know i believe that fasting is having a great impact much greater impact in your families in our family and you know all the many people different people that we are praying for those who have submitted their prayer request uh, to the fasting time and praying time the week god has blessed this ministry with so many intercessors they have been praying and interceding for many of us prayer certainly works during the time of crisis the work is slowing down all the social activities are slowing down god wants us to spend more time in prayer praying for the world praying for the nations you know some of us if we never prayed for someone else or we never prayed for the nations and all the crisis that is happening across the globe this is the time that god is calling you to pray the world needs more prayer than ever before the world leaders they are in need of prayer they are begging to you to pray for them just mention their names to god and pray and this demonic force that we are dealing the whole world is dealing with could be brought down only through prayer prayer amen and this morning god is asking you can you be a man of prayer can you be a woman of prayer praying and interceding for the nations finally the fourth p God wants the church to be proclaiming. God wants the church to be proclaiming. Be proclaiming the gospel. You know, proclaim the gospel. God wants us to use this opportunity not really to protect ourselves and our families, not really to take care of our ones and our dear ones. God wants us to use this opportunity to talk about Jesus. You know, a lot of people are in panic and in anxiety. A lot of people are losing their hope you know they may be losing their job or they may be worried about their health condition or they may be just got a symptom of flu and they are not sure what it is going to be they need hope we as children of God we cannot lose hope but instead God is asking us to install hope to bring hope in those lives though those are living in hopelessness a child of God, I want you to listen to this, a child of God is indestructible until God is done with him or with her.
I'll repeat that again. A child of God is indestructible until God is done with him or done with her. What I just said, people of this world, they don't believe. But you and I, we believe that strongly. No virus can harm us. No destruction can fall upon us because we believe the God of Psalm 91 is our God. Nothing can do anything to us. No harm can destroy us. Nothing can destroy us because we are protected. In fact, I would say that we are immortal until God is done with us. We will not die. We will never die until God is done with us. So no fear and no hopelessness can grip our lives. Amen. So we don't walk around living in fear, but we are supposed to drive the fear out of the people we meet every day. Second Timothy verse, chapter 1 verse 7, a well-known scripture, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And as children of God, as Christians and as believers, God wants us to reflect this to this world. God wants us to be an encourager of someone who is panicking, who is in anxiety. God wants us to be a comforter of someone who is really overwhelmed with fear and anxiety. God wants us to help someone who needs help, help even to get groceries and doctor appointments and bank visits and all those kind of things. God wants us to go around and help. The virus will not do anything. But at the same time, don't violate the instructions given by the officials. But in the midst of all this, find a way to help others. That's what God is telling the church. Be a people of faith. And let us give faith to some people that those are living around us. Because we believe God is above all. God is all powerful. God is almighty. God is much bigger than the coronavirus. You know, yesterday, I read a Facebook post. And that really caught my attention. I want to share that with you. And this is what the post says. The person who posted this, this is what a couple of you would have read that, maybe. Those who are in Halifax. And this is what he said. I live in Clarendon Park within the five to seven kilometer of this area. If any older age person, person with disabilities or mothers with infants and small children need their medications or grocery items to be picked, I can help them for this weekend. I know it's hard to stand in big lines to get groceries. I will not charge anything to deliver. Please message me. And he has given his phone number. And he also says, please don't worry about me visiting to your place. I'm just doing help. If you are not comfortable, I will happily leave the groceries on your driveway and I will leave. And he's not a believer. And his name sounds like he's a Hindu man. And I immediately made him as my Facebook friend because I need him. And we need people like this. God needs people like this. And I, I even gave my phone number and we are planning to meet. God wants us to serve others. If the world is so much careful of what is happening in others' life, 
if people those who do not know god if they are so much careful about what is happening in others life the struggle that the other people are going through how much more you and i need to be concerned about someone who is living outside who is who is, who is in need of hope who is who is vulnerable at this moment maybe because of his age or her age or the limitation of the disability or in isolation or loneliness or in the medical condition whatever he or she is struggling with can we go out and help somebody those who are in need of someone's touch and this morning i believe god is telling us during the time of crisis this is what you and i can do four things we talked about i just quickly go over and then we are going to pray number one god wants us to be at peace number two god wants us to be practical obeying and following the instructions that are given by the authorities and number three god wants us to be prayerful and finally god wants us to be proclaiming the good news of god people who are out there they are willing to listen now because their hope level is coming down and they want hope and you and i be the can be the hope of those who are living in hopelessness and in despair this morning i believe god is speaking to us shall we close our eyes